What up, what up, y'all? My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuning to Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, Cupcakes, and Stimulating Conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our community. In short, it's, it's a vibe. vibe. Yes, y'all. It's been a while since you've seen the both of us together. Yes. Well, heard the both of us together yes. in the same spot. But here we are. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a lot to talk about today. Today, we're just going to be talking about some of the triggers and the traumas that um, we I guess more so the traumas that cause us to have triggers <laughs> um, in present day, um, you know, that we see a lot of trends in um, the Black family in particular, and just kind of fleshing that out. And of course, we're going to talk about why people need to mind their business if they don't have kids of their own. Sometimes you just gotta, you yeah. know, no, you're wrong. Reserve role. your judgment. Reserve your judgment. Tap a friend. Tap, tap, tap a friend that may have a kid and ask their opinion before you post things. Yes, you know we're gonna be talking about Summer Walker. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just go straight to the point. Right, yes. right, right. You don't need because I knew Kel. As soon as I heard that story, I was like, I gotta ask Kel's opinion on this. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> But um, today, uh, no drinks, no eats, because uh, we actually had some cupcakes yesterday. Yes. And you guys will be seeing those cupcakes coming in October. Yes, um, special treats for y'all. Yes, we made some uh, spice cake cupcakes mm-hmm. with a brown sugar, uh, no, brown butter cream cheese frosting which was really good. Um, I love the little brown bits whenever I make something that's with like brown butter. So um, it was really like, what would you say? Like when you do the brown butter, it's like nutty. It's almost yeah. like a nuttiness to it, but not the flavor. Of, it's just a smoky kind of. Yeah, feel to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So really enjoyed that. Um, the cupcake had pieces of apple in it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if you're into carrot cake, um, I, I never knew why they had like actual carrots in it. But now I learned that with apples, you know, or fruit in general inside of the cake, it can add moisture to the cake. So really moist, really nice. I want to perfect the recipe um, in the future to make it even more moist. But it was a good start. For yes, sure. absolutely. Really excited about that. Yes, yes, yes. Well, so let's go and get to, to this motivational moments. moments. Yes. So this week's motivational moment is never be afraid to step into your greatness, y'all. The fruits of your labor are just around the corner. And that is a uh, miscaism. <laughs> yeah, yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. You know, I know we are like in a different season right now and it's kind of hard to imagine like what greatness looks like. You know, I think we are um, all heard the terms, you know, make America great again, whatever. <laughs> and that is not like a thing where we're trying to go with that type of realm, but there's also greatness inside of everyone. So just step into that greatness, whatever that might look like in this moment, in this now. Yes. Amen, sis. Amen. <laughs> and let's get on to the ratchetness and righteousness. Oh, yeah. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. All right. So we're going to start off this week with um, quite a bit that's going on. So I... <laughs> I just heard about this whole story with Tamar Braxton and her bae. Um, oof, so lots to unpack here. So apparently, um, Tamar Braxton's bae was trying to say that, or what said that he uh, filed restraining orders on her um, 
because of domestic violence. And C. Jakes Coleman, which I don't know who that is. Let me see who that is. Oh, that's his daughter, um, Cora Jakes Coleman. Uh, she said, considering we, we don't know the whole story, let's not jump to the conclusion of David being a victim. He was just posting videos with Logan. Now he is getting abused out here, out of here with this. Uh, Tamar is working on herself while this man is trying to be the star of the show. Tamar is simply trying to heal and he won't let her get the help she needs without being a victim himself. David is not a victim. David is capitalizing on Tamar's life as he always has. Oh no, this is T.D. Jakes. Okay, yeah, because I was like, huh? T.D. Jakes said that or Cora said that? T.D. Jakes' um, daughter. Yeah, Cora. Cora okay. Yeah, because I was like, that's interesting that Jakes. But um, yeah, so Cora was the one that said that in the shade room. But apparently that's what's going on. Mm. Um, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. He just came out of nowhere. Like he's just like this random African man that just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. came in, swept off her feet. We don't really know a lot about him. Like, you know, when you're at the industry, you do have to be very, very careful with relationships because sometimes people do abuse those powers to yes. build off of their own fame. I'm not sure exactly what he does, yep. um, but I'm sure by being in some sort of relation with the um what's their last name braxton name the braxton name yeah mm-hmm. i'm sure he is benefiting from those relationships that she has right and apparently what's happening now is that um the sources are citing the blast sources cite that um that are close to tamar that the strange couple got into a heated altercation recently while driving to check Tamar into a mental health facility for treatment. Apparently, Tamar had some questions for David after he shared a post of his, um, his, on his Instagram featuring their, uh, her seven-year-old son. The sources say Tamar told David that he was around for the wrong reasons and could not be trusted. Going back to what you said. Mm-hmm. And he reportedly got irate and told her that they were going to end up in a murder-suicide. <laughs> and it, apparently the argument turned violent after that so prayers up um not a a pleasant thing to hear yeah but, uh, i'm wishing the best and i hope someone is able to intervene um speaking of intervening i just saw this i really haven't been on social media in the past few days i know right it just so much to do Girl, this regular season. This mm. this this kind of hurts right here. Oh no. Apparently there's leaked audio revealing a conversation between Sin and Joe Budden where he alleges that he chased and dragged her. Where she alleges that he chased and dragged her. Joe Budden has been a single man for some time now, but his relationship woes have been coming to haunt him recently. Joe's ex-fiance Tahiri, like we said last week, we talked about them and their abuse conversation. He's now at the center of abuse allegations as the leak audio reveals a conversation between him and the mother of his child, Mm -hmm. Sin, during the conversation. Sin reminds Joe of a previous instance where he allegedly chased and dragged her. Sin doesn't include any more details about the alleged incident and tries to steer the conversation in the direction of the child, but Joe proceeds to deny that anything like that ever happened. Sin then proceeds to insinuate that Joe was intoxicated during the situation. Ah, I believe it. I do too. (laughs) I believe it. I definitely do too. Enough is enough now, Joe. Be real. Be real. You got some demons, as we all do, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, that's your demon. You you putting your hands on women, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. But you know, of course, no one knows but y'all and God, you and these women and God. But um, seems to be the same case over and over again. And I do wonder how this is going to affect his show, how this is going to affect his relationships with his friends. Um, you know, 
uh, that are on the show, like, you know, are they going to start to distance themselves? Because a lot of them, you know, have been around other people that have gotten in trouble for like rape and stuff like that. Like Rory with his friend from Duce Palooza and stuff like that. And I remember, I think Kel, it was you that was like, you know, when you doing all that and you've been around this person all this time and then you don't know that that's what they were doing, right? it, it becomes sketchy. So now I'm starting to wonder for real now. And it's funny, Sin did say that statement that she said on Twitter the other day about people being dark and be careful about them surrounding you. And it did seem like she was possibly talking about Tahiri. But now I'm starting to wonder if it was actually about Joe. Mm -hmm. And like I said last episode, she did say that Joe, um, <clears throat> leaving Joe was the best decision that she ever made. Right. Mm -hmm. I guess my thing with that is I don't think it's a thing where people are in cahoots to bring Joe down because these people, they have no relations to each other with the exception of the fact that they previously dated Joe. I don't see them being the type, well, I'll speak, not, I'm not going to speak with Tahiri because she might very well be that type, but I don't think that Sin is the type to, let me call up the exes and let's, you know, let's plan this thing to like, put all this stuff out about Joe. Like, I just don't, I don't see it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, if multiple sources are all having the same similar stories, there's some truth somewhere in the mix. Yep. Simple as that. Simple as that. So yeah, prayers up for, for again, everyone. <laughs> everyone involved in that situation. And um there has to be a reason. There's some truth to, if these are lies, there's got to be some truth lit, baked in there somewhere. So, mm. speaking of truth being baked into no lie, because I definitely believe Tori did it. Tori, <laughs> Tori Lanez is back in the media news again. again because his streams happened to fall by 40% following Megan giving her statement about how on her IG live about how it was confirming that it was Tori that shot her. Mm -hmm. And so he took to social media or when hip hop, hot new hip hop posted about this, he went ahead and DM them. And this of course is going to be his first time speaking out since he's been silent ever since this, this situation happened, mm -hmm. but he chose this moment to use this as his first statement out the gate. He said, LMAO, that's such a lie. 40% where? I have 27 million monthly listeners on Spotify currently. Nada, I apologize. So, yeah, just totally, Nada, like, you know. You know, like his hairline just woof. Right? <laughs> Pass them earlobes. Like that nigga just, that's what he chose to speak out about not you know negating what meg said not apologizing for what he did to meg no you worried about your little couple of few cents that you make off of every stream that you mean when your music gets played or the lack of sense that you're getting now because you're getting less and less plays and less streams gross yeah it's, it's disgusting and if I guess my thing is like most of these artists have like a PR person of some sort <laughs> and according to Meg his PR person was the first person that put out statements or false allegedly false statements about whatever they said about Meg and now they're allowing you to let this be your first I mean it's just like everyone needs to be fired like I just mm -hmm. I don't understand mm -hmm. yep agreed agreed um let me go straight to, oh, huh. speaking of more nonsense, did you hear about the gender reveal with the explosion? I saw something about it, like it ended up um, damaging like people's homes or something like that. Yeah, so apparently what happened was there was um, a couple that uh, planned a gender reveal and the way the gender reveal is supposed to happen is in California. Where they know there's always all kinds of wildfires wild that they can't put out, which is so stupid. But they had um, these targets or whatever that once they shot it with a rifle on some Elmer Fudd shit, you know, once they shot it with the rifle, 
it would explode into the color of what the baby is supposed to be. Apparently, the baby is a boy because all you see is blue shit all over the fucking place because the shit exploded and then lit the ne- the nearby you know foliage and trees or whatever on fire and they have yet to be able to put this fire out it's actually been a wow. few days i think um actually i don't know if it's a few days but it's been longer than uh <laughs> than anticipated and so it's it was interesting to me because yeah i think it was over the weekend this happened was seven acres Seven acres. Wait, 7,000 acres. 7,000 acres. What the, do you know how much there's an acre? Whole, how big an acre is? Whole, like pictures of like um, <laughs> helicopters flying by. Um, <laughs> and it's in, oh, in San Bernardino County. And it's kind of hilarious because the creator of the gender reveal, the person that popularized the gender reveal, um, her name is Jenna Car- Carvundis. Carvania this or whatever. Mm-hmm. She said, enough is enough. <laughs> she don't even want it no more. She don't even want it anymore. Don't link me to this shit. She was like, stop having these stupid parties for the love of God. Stop burning down, th- burning things down to tell everybody about your kid's penis. No one cares <laughs> but you. I am done. No, but I get it. I get it. Like, that's crazy. Like, 7,000 acres. One acre alone is pretty big. So, for you to have 7,000 acres. And apparently, um, what's going to happen is, I I don't know if the court ruled this or whatever, if it's set in stone, but he will have to pay the father or whatever, I guess the parents in general, are going to have to pay $5 million back to the county. um, For fines in fines and unless this man is some big shot that makes money like that if he's a regular joe schmo which is a lot of regular joe schmoes doing these kind of things mm. um yeah when you gonna pay that off bruh to the day you die to the day you die just go ahead and forego all of your taxes <laughs> you will not be getting any tax refunds <laughs> like, and you got a baby on the way like, like <laughs> my damn my damn um, um, that's crazy really quick though Kel what happened do you know what happened with the whole story with Cardi B can you allege you talking about with with her and Candace and Candace yes not really all I know is that when I when I first saw the um story Candace I think she had like a meme or something and Mm -hmm. she Candace um, Owens, Owens. Yeah, yeah, she's mm-hmm. one of Trump supporters. Yeah, black Trump supporter. Yeah, black troll. Yes, exactly. Know. She's supposed to be like <laughs> the token girl for, for the um, Republican Party. Yeah. So she had made like a post talking about WAP, like the you know their new song what what else? Right. Which a lot of um, Trump supporters or whatever, or just um, politicians in general, had a lot to say about that apparently, and all the shit that she's been saying but yeah. about um candace oh no they had a lot to, to say, say about, about um cardi b and you know how she's gonna be talking with politicians and she's doing sex videos like this meanwhile oh, yeah. Melania trump's pussy is all over right Lord's internet but okay right Keep on keeping on exactly <laughs> and uh, correct me if i'm what was she not a porn star at some point yeah that's Melania? What, yeah that's why i said that mm-hmm. that's crazy okay yeah, i can't find the actual post that she um actually did mm-hmm. maybe she deleted it who knows but anyway she had this um, meme about her baby and um she referenced the wop or whatever but she did it like very condescendingly and it was like a, a dig at cardi or whatever cardi was minding her own business cardi didn't say nothing about candace Candace just felt the need to come for her. So if you come for her, be prepared for, you know, for when she comes back to you, you know? So from there, it started going on and on and on to the point where people were berating Cardi's um, Instagram. They were berating like her family when they would be out in public, like they would stalk, um, what's her name? Hennessy Carolina or whatever. Yes, yes. Yeah, they would like stalk them when they were like out at public places, like at the beach, you know, just like being really like ignorant, like they are, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it, it's real disgusting. And Cardi just like had enough of it. She's like, it's too much. You know, you can believe what you want to believe, but that's not going to stop me from, you know, encouraging people to vote, encouraging the um, 
to vote for, you know, I guess the Democratic Party is no, yeah, Joe no, Biden and, and Kamala Harris. And yeah, and we all know that Joe is not the perfect fit. We we know that, but anything, <laughs> literally anything, is better than Trump. <laughs> An actual orange is better anything. than his orange ass, right? So. <laughs> and lastly, before we get into the talk topic. Uh, we did want to send a congrats out to Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumper, Yes. Um, on their new baby girl. Now, apparently, he said that they gave birth to the child the same way that they did with baby June, baby Junie, in the bathroom in their home. Again, I'm just um, like, how? It was in the shower. Yeah, I'm wondering if she be having precipitous labors or something. I think so. Um, because and y'all should, y'all can Google that, but that's basically like an accelerated version of labor, where you know the time period that it would usually take to have labor is like it's sped up quite a bit, and mm-hmm. the baby is basically expelled or whatever. That's like the words that they use on Wikipedia, but <laughs> it happens. Like, and a lot of those women who have those type of labors. It's very intense. Is it like people may hear that and be like, "Oh, sis, can I do that?" But it's very intense because obviously your your cervix has to open at a quicker pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not gonna have that buildup. It's gonna be a lot quicker and a lot shorter of um, contraction time periods. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, a lot of times with those women, they think they have more time than what they end up having, so they end up having the kid in their homes because mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh shit," <laughs> you know. So, and for also, I think the reason why she might have that is because she is not the type of um mom who just like sits still and stay home. She's always on the move. She just had her baby shower the day before. I'm sure she was out there dancing and doing mm-hmm, the most, mm-hmm. you know. So, she I was. think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is all possibly what right. have contributed to her that having a fast labor, you, yep, in the sense of what happened with you and Eric, yep, yep. So, <laughs> so um. Yeah, but um, people were wondering if Erica Badu ended up being able to be her doula. And it's, it's a little fuzzy to me, but um, she did post a video saying that um, in her comments, in her um, caption, she said, um, welcome, baby Rue Rose at T.M. Taylor and at Iman Shumper. They did that. Um, thank you both for allowing me to assist. Love, proud Badula, a.k.a. the welcoming committee shine rue and she had a whole bunch of crystals that she charged on these shirts that were inside out that had like nice phrases like happy healthy Mm -hmm. um, whole baby and different things or whatever and the charged crystals were for different reasons like for fingers and toes um um, you know all these different things yeah it was it was really cute how she like laid it out and then she had the video of the baby at the end um the video that's been circulating around um of baby Rue Rose. So love it, love it, love it. Um, I would love to have Erica Badu as my doula. <laughs> um, so yeah. And that's it for today's ratchetness and righteousness. Um, I guess we can dig straight into the talk topic because some of it has some some crap from this week as well in it. Um, I'm gonna start start off with um you know, we, the the inspiration for this top topic today was that we were just talking about traumas and stuff. Like, I've been watching Love Country, um, Lovecraft Country or whatever. Yeah, that's what it's called. And um, in that episode, the fourth episode, not giving away spoilers, but um, there was a lot that happened. And you saw the dynamic of the relationship between um, the main character and his father and um, just some of the how some of the father's characteristics came out in the son and just talking about how like there was a transference of negative energy, just negative um, trauma onto the next person, which was the girlfriend, Journey Smollett. Well, they're not official yet, but anyway. I'm Basically, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the love <laughs> interest. Um, just how, you know, he the guy seems so nice, but whether he wants to be his father or not, there's still those character traits in him because of that's what he grew up knowing of his father. Um, and it was like the podcast that they have for that show really breaks a lot of things down, um, which was really interesting. Um, and I wanted to talk about that because we also, Kel was reminding me about the story that came out this week about the young girl 
who was getting um, roughed up, I guess I would say, by her, I don't know if he's her father or her stepfather or if the mother's the step-parent in the situation. Um, but uh, basically what happened with her was that she was apparently touching her, or allegedly, I should say, touching her little stepsister um, in an inappropriate way, a sexual way, molesting her. And they were pissed, rightfully so. Um, and But where it went too far is apparently there's a story going around that, I don't know if there's a video of it. I didn't see it because I wouldn't be able to stomach it. But I did see part of the video and I didn't see this in the video that I saw. But apparently he mashed her face into his, um, his groin area, his genitals. Um, you know, I guess to discipline her. That was his form of discipline. <laughs> Um, but in the video I saw, he was like, don't nobody give a fuck about you. And, you know, kind of talking crazy to her and the mom was too. And he, she's already actually going to court, um, for juvenile detention for this as well. Um, so they're putting her through the ringer. Uh, but it's that whole thing with, with parents nowadays filming shit. I don't understand why you feel like you need to do that. Media. Like, I don't. That's like the new ass whooping or something. And then sometimes they whooping your ass it's on both. too. Right. And so it's just like, what y'all think gonna happen at this point? And I don't know if you listened to the episode of the Demetria Lucas podcast where they were talking about beating your kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even on this, this podcast that was about um, Lovecraft Country, they were talking about how, you know, two years ago, one of the women on that show, she's a mother, she was like, you know, two years ago, I would have been like, well, you know, this is just how it is, like beating your kids and stuff, you know, that's just the black way, you know, life. But now she's, she's totally against that form of discipline. And just how traumatic it is, like, we're, we crack jokes about how our mom whooped our asses, and our moms do that, and our dads do that, and then our grandparents do it. And mm -hmm. it's just like, generational trauma and it's just the reason why black people were doing that for the most part back in the day was to scare you into not misbehaving in front of white folk and this is how white folk chose to discipline us to do what they wanted us to do um and it's like we don't necessarily need to do that because you know a good example would be oh, if you talk back, I'm going to beat your ass. Why? Because if you talk back to the white man, he may kill you. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not always just that because there was corporal punishment and stuff in the Bible and stuff. So it's not just because of slavery times, but I think in the black community, it definitely was like, oh, you, your kids acting up, they don't know how to act right. And so all this like self-discipline and sometimes you know, I think for kids, it's like you have to realize that they're humans too. And it's hard because that transition, I think is going to naturally start to happen with our age group, with our kids. But maybe when they have kids, it'll be even more freedom for Black children at that point. But I, me not being a parent, um, I can still say like, I don't know if I'm going to be like... I. It, someone said it on the Dimitri Lucas podcast, like, why do we have this obsession with beating our kids? Like, why do we glorify that? Why do we um, make, not make fun of it or make light of it, but like, why, why do we like fantasize about that? Like, yeah, I'm gonna beat my kids when I'm mm -mm, like, mm, beat him, beat him, you know? <laughs> and I'm, I was one of those people. I was, I was one of those people because I grew up Hearing that, right. and hearing that and your child must stay in a child's place and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I watched Moesha yesterday and the, it was the episode where she had the, um, she was helping the woman that used to write during the Harlem Renaissance mm -hmm. and Moesha was just asking her a bunch of questions and yeah, it could have been annoying, but she also was like, what, you need to stay in a child's place and be silent and stuff like that. And it's like, yo, like, Y'all had to pick and choose how y'all be treating kids because even D in that episode was like, I asked you to come home and clean up all this stuff or whatever. And Moesha said, well, I had a, um, 
a job interview. I think Moesha was lying too. But the way D was getting at her for not coming home and doing something like clearing up the house, that was an angry thing. That wasn't, oh, you know, if she believed Moesha that it was a job interview, she was like, you know, you needed to be here. And it's like, but y'all want her to get a job. And she was like, well, you're talking to me like I'm a child. And she was like, well, you need, because you're acting like one. So her going to have a job interview and she's running late to come home. And Miles is the one that fucked up the kitchen, putting everything everywhere. And because you couldn't get home in time to clean up and you mad because Moesha isn't there to clean up for you, you saying she's acting like a child? So it's like, I think I heard Tamara. And I'm sorry, I went all over the place just now. <laughs> no <laughs> problem. It reminded me of an interview on back in, right? Tamara <laughs> from The Real. And she was talking about sometimes with disciplining as a Black mom. As Well, she's not single, but as a Black mom, she feels like that Black parents, we tend to take our anger out of whatever's going on for us. And it's a lack of impatience of what we're doing and because I she felt pressure yeah Dee felt the pressure in that episode. So she's trying to get level up at her job mm -hmm. what's his name ass was laying on the couch not doing shit uh, Frank mm -hmm. yeah and then what's and then Miles was, like I said fucked up the whole kitchen and stuff and so she is stressed out mm -hmm. so it was like a revert revert redirected anger mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. moesha just caught it you know right um right. and i i i can attest to being that same mom before too like within this one like why wasn't this done da, 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 da. this doesn't make sense and you go into the yelling moment just because yes you are pressuring you're not actually looking at it from a um holistic view of like what the whole situation is so um it, it's, it's difficult being a parent it really is difficult being like a parent said, i'm not one yet so it yeah, is. Preach. I when it comes to discipline for me, I am so different with how I discipline my child versus how I discipline my siblings' kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, and um, I will say this: that every child is not the same mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and some kids need more of a harder discipline than others, and some kids are really emotional. Now, my child is more of an emotional child. I can tell him I'm disappointed in him. His whole world crushes and mm -hmm. he's just devastated with life. Like, how could I, you know? Yeah. Um, that means he thinks a lot of you. Right. Versus one of my nephews, both of my nephews, <laughs> versus both my nephews, where they need a little bit more of a push. Mm. and words is just not going to cut it with them because they're mm. not going to they're not going to get it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so my philosophy for my child in particular is i tell you two conversations we have one explaining the reason why not second is your last warning and the third i'm whooping your ass because you knew better at this point you made the decision not to do whatever was the right decision yeah so you you consciously thought like okay i, I knew all the pros and the cons and i'm deciding to do the opposite do you think there's ever a time we'll, when we'll be able to get away from ass whoopings? And I say that as someone who, I ask that question, as someone who, you know, both me and my my hubby to be kind of decided, like, yeah, we probably are going to spank our kids, you know, we're not mm -hmm. going to OD. Right, but, we're not, I don't, I'm not going to beat him. Yeah. Like, let me, let me be clear with that. I know, yeah. I said beat your ass. But yeah, <laughs> not like, yeah, but y'all yeah. know what I mean. Like, it's a spanking. He but you know where that comes from? That's again, that slave mentality. Like, right. I'm whooping your ass. Like, right. You know, get the switch. And see, that's the trauma. It's all trauma, but that's the trauma right there, too. Go get the switch. I think oh, it does play on your psyche in some yeah, weird way. Yeah. Like, I don't think that I would make him go get a switch. I think I would just go ahead and do it. Like, I remember that's how my parents were. Like, they would make me pick out, like, the weapon of my choice to get right, whooped right, with, right. you know? And I'm not going to go to the extreme like my mom would do with, like, spelling out alphabets and syllabus. I mean, yeah, um, syllables. Yeah, yeah, syllables. Yeah, yeah. While not, I'm oh, right. Not, yeah, All right. Like, yeah. you say what you got to say, do it, you know? Yeah. I think if, if you establish a relationship with your child you could get to the point where it's just like 
all I gotta do is shake you up and be like, I told you, listen to, you know, like that. And that could, if you haven't beat them before and that's what you do, like you, that could be like their quote unquote beating or spanking mm-hmm. or whatever. But do, like I said, like I was asking before, do you think we could ever get to a point where we don't have to lay our hands on our kids? No, because every child is different and every child learns differently. Just like we learn from an educational standpoint, you can't, there's no one center way of just having a conversation and it processing through the child's mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that there's going to ever be a time where we would be completely able to walk away from laying hands on a child. Right. Like at least once in their lifetime. Right. I don't think it's going to be like a thing of like of a continuous thing. Like it always has to happen. I think it will be, it'll start to scale back as much. So it won't be as frequent. Cause I think there are times when there's, when kids are just kind of wilding and it's kind of like, you got to bring them back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how else can you bring them back other than popping them or something? It's, it's a really delicate thing. It's definitely based on your family decision right. with your child and stuff. But, you know, I do want to also acknowledge there it's more than just slavery mentality. It's also sometimes like your child is running wild in the street, running around in the in the driveway or in the parking lot. And it's like you, you tell them over and over again not to do that. And then they end up getting hit by a car. Right. And it's like, I, it's sad that it's like, so you're going to spank your kids so they don't get hit by a car. But it's like, I see where the fear is used for that too. Like, mm-hmm. if you fear me, when I tell you to stay your ass in this area of the house and don't go playing in the street, maybe you're less likely to go play in the street because, you know, if I catch you in the street, I'm going to beat your ass. Right. As opposed to oh, mom ain't really tripping, you know, I'm gonna go play in the street. And and then you get hit by a car. Right. And then I'm kicking myself for the rest of my life because you died running mm-hmm. into the street. Right. I'm gonna take it back to the Lion King. Um, mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. Simba wasn't really listening, his father gave him all of the warnings. And yes. unfortunately, the turn of events ended up being his father having to die for him to really get and that, then he still, like, rebelled and didn't get it until later in ex- life. Exactly. So it's, like, one of those things where sometimes words just aren't going to be enough. And sometimes the kids have to touch hot fire mm-hmm. to realize, oh, this burns. Mm-hmm. I know mom told me this burns, but I needed to feel the fact mm-hmm. that this burns. Mm-hmm. So, um, and a lot of people, speaking of traumas, that have traumas, they do, some people who have traumas have an illness where they need to feel physical pain in order for them to process things. Mm. Um, so like the people who are cutters and things of that nature, you're not going to be able to have those conversations with them because they, their mind is not um, biologically processed in a way that they can understand words as a, as a, a warning or yeah, as, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. as a lesson. Or, yes. or, yeah. Yeah. To change, to change your behavior. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I don't, I know that um, I'm trying to find the best way to transition <laughs> to the part two of this topic, but I know that it's harder on two people, um, on, it's hard enough for two people, a couple, to um, raise their kid or, you know, a village. It really takes a village. Yes. Uh, which is a topic that we could talk about right now too. Um, but when it's you by yourself and then you have a parent that is wilding on the sidelines or mm-hmm. whatever, and then just having two separate parents in separate locations raising a child, I know you can speak to this. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that affect discipline then? It's really, really hard. And I would say the best thing to do is to have a um, unbiased mediator in the situation because it's always going to, you're, you're going to run into little issues with, I run my home this way, you run your home that way. And then trying to find a middle ground for the child to be able to process the confusion of the right, two. Right, because that is traumatic in itself too. And 
any little thing could trigger them to become emotional mm -hmm. or to act out. And that's what we talk about with triggers, like being stemming from trauma, obviously, because it's like there's something deeply rooted that's bothering them. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so something like a scenario like that, where it's like, you know, we I think we don't give kids enough credit. Yeah, they go through a lot. They do. They do. And it could be as simple as I don't live. I don't have my mom and dad in the same house and I'm tired of this shit. Like, right. I'm tired of not being able to wake up and see both my mom and my dad. Like, I understand that they don't like each other or they don't want to be with each other anymore, but, like, I want that, too. And, child, like, we, we have that as adults. Like, I really want to be with this nigga, but he don't want to be with me. Or I really want to have this cupcake, but it's going to go straight to my stomach. And <laughs> I'm trying to fucking lose weight. And I'm pissed because I really want a cupcake, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so add those feelings that you have for the, the cupcake that you can't have or the pizza in my case. <laughs> I'm speaking from a certain place right now. <laughs> that I can't have this pizza that I really wanted today. Add, compound that emotion that you feel in that moment along with the fact that you really don't have control because you're a child and mm -hmm. you know you have limited control over your life. Or understanding anything and processing yes. information. Like, you're just not old enough to process how life is. And, you know, the older you get, the wiser you get. So, yeah, it's, it's unfair. The more you're able to balance your emotions, too. Because, yeah, then be, imagine also when you're hormonal mm -hmm. and you turn into a teenager. Yep. Mm -hmm. So there's that, too. Mm -hmm. um, we don't, I think we don't remember that either that piece as your child starts to grow and they become a teenager that's when you know a lot of kids do have their rebellious state why are they rebellion Re rebelling why are they rebelling part of that i think is hormonal it is it's know. hormonal it's puberty and it's also the fact that they're not able to communicate with you as well yeah because yeah, they don't they don't understand least, it yet i don't think i could communicate when i was in college like how i can't communicate now <laughs> what do you mean i am Back. 30 plus i can't communicate Back. now <laughs> no no that's real because my parents like i shouldn't be <laughs> but like you know i see it even i can say that i can see it even in my parents sometimes in their great big age of 50 something oh, like right. you know there's things and i think that stems from the time period that they're coming from and the traumas that they had personally, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, and I, that's not to say anything in particular, all people have trauma, right? Um, you know, just so generically, um, in general, whatever traumas they had growing up and like times change with each generation. So they're probably growing up and saying, you know, that was kind of effed up. Like why, you know, but I don't know how to articulate that. And for them and their age group, therapy and stuff like that is kind of like it's still kind of like not taboo but like i don't need that you know either i go to the lord or i just deal with it right but look at how you know that can manifest and how you can be triggered and you don't even know that's because of something that happened to you when you was a little girl or a little boy mm -hmm. and that's why you don't like when this this happens and when you're triggered it manifests into this issue with your mate or whoever or somebody on the job mm -hmm. and if you would just try to work through that and figure out why that's happening to you it it might help you be able to cope and identify with like why is this happening to me or why do i feel so strongly about this or why do i feel the need to complain about this and nag you know whatever and i'm talking about myself too at yep, this point same here. <laughs> Why you know, and I I still I applaud you for the therapy that you have been getting because I I really um you know, well me and Dennis are doing marriage counseling right now, premarital counseling, and it's been uh, eye opening. The little two sessions that we've had mm -hmm. has been eye opening and um the next one ooh, is gonna be the financial one. And yeah. it's gonna be really interesting <laughs> because um you know, that money is always like one of the things that, or the biggest thing that breaks up um, relationships. Relationships. Yeah. So, you know, just 
it's really good to get an unbiased person in the um, picture. Mm -hmm. But that unbiased person has to be well-educated on the situation. Unlike... Yes, transition. Yes, transition. <laughs> Let me just take a moment to applaud. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, unlike the likes of some of your favorite celebrities, here goes Summer Walker. Oh, God. So she so What's she saying now? So, okay, so it's about Future and Future's um, newest famous baby mother um you know or at least she's well noted um because of their situation um i do not remember her oh eliza rain eliza rain and him have been in the media because eliza rain you know he was on his fuck shit apparently they had been dealing with each other for some time off and on um whether it was a relationship or not he was sticking his penis in her raw dog <laughs> Raw dog, man. Y'all, y'all really got to think about who you doing that with. Just Ooh. raw dogging, and you, you raw dog with no consequences. Real sex creates real babies or real problems. <laughs> he was not know? paying attention in class. He Bro, was not. He don't. He don't <laughs> care. So he had a kid. With, he got her pregnant. He was thinking it wasn't his, or denying it, whichever have you. In the end, it was his. And of course, he proceeded in between that and after that and before that. To you know, railroad her, talk crazy about her, um, you know, and say that she wasn't attractive and stuff. But she was attractive enough for you to stick your penis in. And I know men are different. Men are different, but these are the consequences y'all really don't be thinking about. And you slept with her on multiple occasions, and you were spending money on her on multiple occasions. So now that there's a baby in the picture, oh, it's different now. Now you can't spend that that guap after you no longer in the WAP, like, <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, right. <laughs> but here comes Summer Walker ass. So Summer Walker, so apparently, baby girl Eliza Rain is asking, her, her attorneys and stuff have motioned for her to ask for $53,000 a month. And yeah, we, we don't comprehend that because we... <laughs> That's more I'm, than my salary. Yeah, yeah I, was just that. I, was, I was just about to say, you know what? I'm not gonna put our pay business, you know, out there. But you, yes, well, definitely not mine either. Okay? I'm just like, I'm not bringing that in a month. So I, it's easy for you know us poor folk to <laughs> to be like, you know, like damn or whatever. <laughs> but here's Summer Walker girl who's making her own little change, having a comment. She says she posts a picture of. Uh, future and Eliza and in the caption she said she wants 53000 a month. Women like this are so disgusting and sad. I feel so bad for this man. Where do y'all even find these type of women? And throw up sick faces and stuff. On top of that, I would like to note that Summer Walker was also in the media the other day talking about how women need to uh, feed their children with, um, you know, taking fresh food from the farmer's market and blending it into a machine. And that's all frozen peas and shit, mashing up frozen peas and giving that to babies. And that's all babies need to eat. Never had a child her damn self. I don't know, abortion, who knows, but she never had any of that shit. And she's speaking on how to how much <laughs> should be in the you know in the monthly budget to feed a child. What you don't realize, oh, you know what? I'm gonna let you speak to that after I'm done reading all this. I'm gonna let mm -hmm. you speak on why it goes by the salary mm -hmm. and not just how to just keep a baby alive. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a fucking cabbage patch doll. Right. This is a real human who's growing, mm -hmm. has extracurricular activities, mm -hmm. um, needs to have a full life. Mm -hmm. But anyway, before I go there, Eliza Rain did respond to her. She said, first of all, Miss Galactahore. Not <laughs> <laughs> Galactahore. Well, that's because that's what, what's her name, called herself on Instagram. Oh, really? Summer Walker. So, but oh, it's wow. extra funny. It's extra shade because she didn't say at Galactahorse. She said Miss Galactahorse spelled it all out. <laughs> First of all, Miss Galactahorse. Nice music, but where's your brain at? I don't 
don't even like going back and forth with black women during times like these. But how are you speaking on a situation like mine when your man is doing the same, if not worse, <laughs> than the person I'm battling in court? Instead of condemning me on fake numbers, you should be using your platform to speak against this type of neglect of children and abuse of women. But I can't expect much from a person who condones their man allegedly playing the same type of games. So <laughs> from there, uh, who is this? Eliza Rain speaking on it again? Okay, I ain't even gonna play that. But apparently another shorty that was one of um, uh, London on the Tracks um, girls that he got pregnant or whatever, apparently she had something to say. Or is Erica Kane, Erica Racine, whatever her name is. I think this is, um, I don't know who this is. Hold on. Is Erica Racine, I don't know if she's Future Baby Mama or, or London on the track. I don't she's keep somebody's baby mama. I don't keep track of London of any of these baby mothers. But anyway, she said, I'm so tired of Summer Walker using her voice outside of a motherfucking song. If you don't have kids, don't speak on the subject. If somebody asks about what note to sing in or how to clean a toilet, it's your time to shine. But kids, no. Nah. I mean, here go, here go. <laughs> so here go, Miss Galactahore. All right, let me go. Let me actually start from the first white. So first, let's stop dehumanizing people. Here we go with the normalize this. Let's stop dehumanizing people like they don't have the same rights as you. Freedom of speech, whether physically or virtually, we all have the right. We all have that right. Stop idolizing people so much that you think someone with a platform isn't allowed to have an opinion. You, your mama, your friends, and your friend's mama all be up under people's comments, kikiing, posting your opinions, speaking freely on your pages and stories, and I have the right to do the same. Second, cut the crap about speaking on Black women. I'm all about my people, my culture, and if the situation is foul, then it's foul. The person could have been black, white, Asian, or Latina, and I would have said the same thing. I don't think a kid needs fit. Here we go again with what you fucking think, but you don't know the whole scenario. I don't think a kid needs 53K a month, but that's my opinion, and I'm entitled to that on here, my span page, um, entitled to here on my span page. But if you think your child needs 53K a month, then that's your opinion. And there's nothing wrong with that to each their own. Then she said, and I said what I said. And someone on another podcast pointed it out that people love to quote Nene Leakes when she said, I said what I said. But what Candy said right after that was, and what you said was based on some bullshit or was on some bullshit. That's basically what's happening here, boo-boo. Yes, you can have your own opinion on things, but it's based off of bullshit. You don't know what the fuck you talking about? So you making a, an opinion, an opinionated statement without all of the information. Kel, I'm gonna let you go off. Girl, you know, I'm sitting up here writing my yes. notes in my phone like, okay, points, points, points to speak on. Okay. <laughs> so I guess I'll start off with 53,000. Like we said, mm -hmm. to the average eye, 53,000 might sound like a lot. However, we are not that child's parent. We don't know where their living situation is. We don't know, like, there's a lot to, to take into account. Daycare is a motherfucker for the average Joe. <laughs> you know, we're talking about on average $300 per week. And that's on like the, like, the lower end of the scale. Mm. That's like basic, I know you, you helping me out. Mm. Mm. So that's like 300 a week. So I can see as a celebrity child, which you are going to want to have extra security around because people are crazy and people are going to do some fuck shit mm -hmm. to your child. So you have to have mm -hmm. that security measure. So I can see that being very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. And then well, let's talk about lifestyle of a child. Mm -hmm. According to the courts, if a child is accustomed to a certain lifestyle, you cannot take them out of that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That will have some sort of traumas to tie mm -hmm. back into our conversations mm -hmm. of taking a child out of the normal life that they're accustomed to. However, I don't, how old is this child? Do we the know? baby just was born, but 
to your point, let me take my mask back down. To your point, when you have a child with someone and they're busy buying Birkin bags and all that stuff, why should they be spending that Birkin bag money on another bitch when they need to be spending that money on, on, the, child. on the child that they created with you? That doesn't mean just because you don't live with them that you don't get to reap the benefits of your other parent, your other biological parent. It is their responsibility to mm -hmm. pour into you more than into these whores. Exactly. So that is a great point right there. Um, and just like, it costs a lot to feed a child, especially in the younger. I, I feel like it costs more in their younger ages than it does in the older ages just because yeah. they're eating so much and if you're not not all parents are blessed to be able to breastfeed some people do have mm -hmm. to um you know buy formulas oh, yeah. and things mm -hmm. of that nature and to her comment about diapers. yeah her comment about getting you know fresh fruits and peas you don't know <laughs> what that baby's allergies are you don't know what that baby can eat you are not a doctor so you can't you know you know tell her how to feed her child you, we're not even going to discuss the, the ignorance on that part because that's just that's just you know i'm not even going to even give you the power of that so back to your freedom of speech versus no, importance you gotta elaborate for real no i'm not she doesn't deserve that she doesn't deserve that freedom of speech you said okay so there's a difference between freedom of speech versus importance of speaking from an educational standpoint that mm. elevates the community mm. if you don't have any good biased information that you can you can reference to as to why you think that these act these decisions that you're making that these decisions that she's making is mm -hmm. you know it's wrong then this, you really can't talk on it you have no experience you have read no books on this mm -hmm. you you're you're pulling this from your ass yeah yeah you're literally pulling yeah. this from your ass it's not yeah. helping anyone in the community yep. yep so you know and taking it back to the biblical days you know life and death is in the power of the tongue so when mm. you speak these words out of your mouth, when you have such a large platform and you educate, you miseducate mm -hmm. so many impressionable people mm -hmm. on what it takes to be something that you have never been mm -hmm. or seen or know anything about, it's, I don't it's even irresponsible. know. irresponsible. Yeah, it's irresponsible. That's the best word. I couldn't even think of an educator. Right. Like, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's all of those things. So like, I just... I really wish she shut the fuck up forever. Yeah. <laughs> that That's the best way that I can say that. Well said. Well said. I think that's a great way to tie up this conversation. Shut the fuck up forever if you if you have no experience in that, in that arena. And that doesn't mean like, you know, going back to the traumas and stuff, like, although I may not be a parent, I have been a child before. Right. Um, so I can speak to something like that. But when it comes to talking about what to feed your kids and, and what say, amount of money it takes to raise a child that you have never raised yeah. no yeah all i can say is i i've done child development classes and <laughs> and i know babies need more than m mashed peas and, and right like, and like you said they may have some sort of allergy they may not be able to drink milk at all that happens to some kids. They, they're allergic to milk off break. Shut your dumb ass up. <laughs> right. Like, I, certain things you just can't speak. Ignorance is, I, I can't. You're choosing to be ignorant at this point. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't feel sorry for you. You. This is your worst what, year ever. What, right. And what's his name is, is, is all up in his court cases or whatever, trying to prevent his baby moms from getting you know more money or whatever like that so um i do feel like some of this is maybe her um kind of projecting onto someone else mm -hmm. maybe she's quote unquote triggered by the fact that money that london on the track could be spending on her, her is not coming back to her yeah yep. yeah or maybe london on the track is pissed about having to you know spend this money here there and everywhere else because he decided to lay down with some other women and you know maybe he's taking that energy out on her or she feels for him because he's upset well you got to deal with your responsibilities and your consequences mm -hmm. so don't be talking about somebody else's shit when this nigga over here that you laying with is doing the same exact thing hundreds and thousands of dollars to these other baby moms that he got 
That's get absolutely over it. crazy. Yes. No, no, no. Let's go ahead and get into this philanthropy highlight. Because mm-hmm. these niggas need to be a little more philanthropic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Because you and I got to do for you and I. Is going to be on UNICEF. Yes, we have been talking about the babies, the traumas, and the children. So we want to find a way to give back to these babies. Okay. So UNICEF, let me tell you a little bit about what they do. They work in over 190 countries and territories to save children's lives, to defend their rights, and to help them fulfill their potential from early childhood through adolescence. And they never give up. Y'all all heard of UNICEF before. You know, growing up, you've heard of them. Um, They're really big on child protection and inclusion. Every child has the right to grow up in a safe and an inclusive environment. So they work with partners with all around the world to promote policies and expand access to services that protect all children from adolescence development, children uprooted, children with disabilities, child protection, communication for development, gender equality, environmental and environmental and climate change. So to find out how you can take action and how you can donate your time, talents, and resources, check them out at unicef.org. And then we're going to go ahead and get into our last call. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. Last call. All right, so for today's last call, um, a friend of mine said this to me earlier today. And or something along these lines, and I just want to echo it for everybody else. Um, you have to start to realize that you are worthy. Um, try not to feel like you don't deserve something that you can obtain, um, whether that is that you want to have a micro wedding and have a wedding next year i think if i i have to just say it out loud because because um i was trying to get around it without telling too much of my business but i ain't gonna lie i had some sort of guilt around not um having my micro wedding this year and also doing a wedding next year um you know i i probably I might have thought of not doing the the wedding next year if it wasn't already paid off. (laughs) Right. But, um, you know, what she told me is that, you know, everybody loves y'all. We want to celebrate y'all. And we don't mind celebrating y'all twice. And it's always interesting when you have different things, different opinions coming at you at the same time. And you had to make a conscious decision to know that you do deserve. I deserve. Right. I deserve. <laughs> and what's her name? What's Scrappy's mama name again? Uh, mama D. Mama D's voice. I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I do deserve. Yes, and if do. I if I am blessed enough to have the option to do that, then I shouldn't feel bad about doing that. And that's just something I have to work through as to why I feel like I have to feel bad to do that. Especially if I'm not putting people out of their way, um, which I don't believe I am. You're not. Um, (laughs) Thanks. It's just like, yeah. And also a double whammy, try not to self-sabotage. Now, Kel was the one that delivered that message to me earlier this week. Um, and Kel, you explain what that means really quick. So I found this post and I wish I would have saved it. Maybe I did save it. Let me see if I um, can find it real quick. If not, then I'll just paraphrase what I saw from it. Um, bear with me, y'all. I feel like I'm in church. <laughs> um, okay, now I didn't save it. But anyway, so uh, paraphrase basically what I uh, saw was it was a picture of a girl and it was on one side like asking questions and on another side was another set of questions and then it was self at the top was labeled like self-sabotaging and ways that we self-sabotage that we probably don't even think about is you know like putting more on ourselves more than we, we can actually handle mm-hmm. like um saying yes to everyone and knowing that you don't have the capacity to give back that's a form of self-sabotaging um another way of self-sabotaging is you know 
It was, dang, it was so many, and I wish I could I, find no, the post. That but take one, that one. Take that, that one, one in particular, because I think about how I do that often. I'll say, well, if I if I do this instead, or if I um, pace myself, and I just say, all right, on this day, I'm going to do this. On this day, I'm going to do that. And maybe if I just help them the day of and stuff like that, like, you got to really be real with yourself. Like, it's almost like with me being late to everything. I underestimate how much time things are going to take so don't underestimate how much effort and and time you have to put into all the different tasks that you want to perform in a week because girl that shit will pile up on your ass and you will explode indeed so don't self-sabotage yes <laughs> and on that note we are gonna head on now uh i think this episode might be like under an hour this time okay, okay yes, yes. yes um but until next week uh you can follow us at cognac cupcakes and conversations on instagram um also ccc vibes on twitter uh, Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations on Facebook as well. Make sure you definitely go to our website at um, CognacCupcakesAndConversations.com and go ahead and shop our merch, y'all. Yes. yes. We have some new materials that are coming out if it's not out already. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, please support your girls by um, buying black and buying yes. CCC. Yes, buying CCC. I love it. All um, right, y'all. Until next time, peace out. Bye. It's a vibe.